0: And I always say one of the biggest things that I give to people I work with, or just people who follow me online, is reassurance that you can do whatever you want and you can do it on your terms. What I want to create is a a nation, a world of healthy, happy, strong, fit, confident people who are doing fitness and well-being things on their terms because they want to. Because... That's what changes all of us. It boosts our mental well-being. It it builds us from the inside out, builds our self-esteem, all of these intangible things but that have such a powerful impact on who we are, how we present ourselves to the world, and just how easy it is to get on with our day-to-day lives.
1: Have you ever wondered how successful businesses and thought leaders keep landing those big media opportunities and keep the buzz going around what they're up to? It's not just by chance. They're all using the power of storytelling. I'm Nicola J. Rowley, and with over 25 years in the media as both a journalist and PR expert, I'm here to help you unlock the story potential for both you and your brand. Everything starts with a story. This is the Power of Storytelling podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Power of Storytelling. I'm really excited about our guest. I know I say that every week, but I really am about this one because not only is he a friend, but we met whilst we were as part of the same mastermind. And I think sometimes when you come together with other people that inspire you and you learn about their journeys as well, it can Help you elevate to the next level. I am joined today by the fabulous Matt Boyles, who is the founder of Fitter Confident You. He specializes helping everyone in the LGBTQ plus community be able to feel confident and get fit. Matt, it's brilliant. For you to be with us today. Ah,
0: Nick, it's lovely to be here, and I'm very grateful to be catching up with you and having this lovely chat.
1: Now, for you, I know that we've talked about this before, but when you were at the start of your journey, you didn't suddenly go, right, I'm going to be all about the fitness. Not at all. You were actually very much like me, you were the person that never got picked for the team when you were at school. Tell us a little bit about your journey into fitness.
0: It's yeah, very untraditional, if that's a word. And to rewind, growing up in the 80s, I went to a school that, for sport, really only focused on rugby. And I was a very skinny, spindly child who didn't like being beaten up in the mud in winter twice a week in a pair of shorts. If you weren't going to rugby, it felt like there wasn't that much, there wasn't provision to support you to do anything else. So I went through junior school and then senior school thinking that sport and fitness was what other people did. There was a bit of running things thrown in cross country, but nothing like clearly the school cared about his rugby team. And that was that. Then I went to university, discovered drinking and going out and having that kind of fun and definitely didn't get into any fitness or anything there. And then moved to London as lots of people do, fell into a job that I was kind of okay at and enjoyed working in marketing and still didn't really do anything until a friend took me to a boot camp one summer and another word boot camp can strike fear into the heart of some people but this was bear in mind what was it it was late it was 2006 so yeah getting on for 20 years it instantly felt different because you were outside but it was in the sun can help that it was in the summer but you weren't in competition with people we were just running around doing fun things and Pretty quickly, I started to feel the impact of what a bit of fitness and group fitness with people that you liked could do for you, could make you feel better, could help you sleep better, give you more energy, build your body a bit stronger, all of these things. After that, I then started experimenting and said, oh, maybe I should try this gym thing that everyone goes on about (laughs) and went to a few. But I remember walking into gyms and feeling like everyone was watching me, didn't feel comfortable there, uh, didn't know what to do. So I got on a treadmill for 10 minutes and then went home, which I was re- reasoning, it's probably not the best use of my gym membership money. So I started experimenting with, uh, well, trying different PTs out who worked there and some were okay. And then eventually I found a gay one. And as a gay man, it just allowed me to relax and just be myself without any pretense. And he was really helpful at just helping me feel comfortable in a gym environment and, th- and helping me see that everyone is welcome there and everyone can be comfortable there if they want to. And through that process, I really did get into fitness, started working out regularly, doing different things, uh, ran the London Marathon, because partly because the agency that I was working for had a charity client and they had a spare space and they said, oh, it look, would look really good if someone in the agency took this charity place. And everyone looked at me. So I ran the London Marathon and this was well before I really knew what I was doing and I did not train very well for it. But after, that I then I realised I did want to get into fitness more seriously. Became a personal trainer. So uh, that was about twelve years ago. Did the traditional thing. Uh, worked in the park, trained people face to face because I didn't know any other way of doing it. Obviously, or I could have worked in a gym, but that never appealed. I like being outside. And but back then I basically forgot all my marketing training and said, oh, I'll work with everyone because you know when you work with anyone, you can work with everyone. But it's nonsense. You fall through the cracks. No one knows who you really understand or speak to. But. I, so I built a business and I built a lovely client base of lovely people who I'd see regularly. Uh, and I did that for about six years, training people all all seasons, all weathers, lovely in summer, freezing in winter when you're <laughs> standing shivering under a tree and it's icy rain. And then about six years ago, I'd seen the rise of some online trainers, Joe Wicks, Kayla seems and started to think oh that's interesting maybe i could do that but maybe i could be a bit more specialist a bit more personalized and that was when the idea for fitter confident you really came into life because as a gay man getting into fitness had helped me find my voice, my confidence, my boundaries. Hey, I'd set up a fitness company. And I realized it's probably a lot of people in my shoes out there who do, would like to do something, but don't know how to start, feel a bit intimidated, don't feel represented by the fitness industry. And that was fit a confident you was born. Instantly, then I realized, okay, I'm going to work with LGBTQ plus people because I understand their unique journey just that bit better. And fast forward six years later, and here we are now.
1: Ah! <laughs> I love that. That was just like literally a whistle-stop tour through everything. There were so many things that you touched on, though, as you went through that story. And I think the walking into a gym and feeling that intimidation I feel that like I'm straight heterosexual but I still when I walk into a gym everyone looks like they know what they're doing I'm sure there are quite a few blaggers in there that are just doing it and making it look good but I kind of like I know like you walk in and if you're walking in by yourself you're not with a friend or anything else it can feel really overwhelming I think what you do is so special because it's almost like you're just giving everyone in your community a massive hug and saying, it's all right. You know, we've got you. Let's do fitness together. How important is that, that everyone feels included?
0: Oh, it's absolutely crucial. And I always say one of the biggest things that I give to people I work with, or just people who follow me online, is reassurance. That you can do whatever you want and you can do it on your terms because the more – I guess not just with our fitness but it's, but especially with our fitness and well-being, the more we do it on our terms, the more we find that what works for us as opposed to trying to force a square peg into a round hole and do things because we think we should – The more we do what works for us, the more it's going to stick, the easier it's going to feel. And the more or the quicker we're going to get into a routine that we enjoy and want to keep going. And that's when the magic happens. And that's what we're here for, surely. A little bit of
1: magic. (laughs) I love your positivity and the way that you embrace life you're the sort of person that I want to be around all of the time because you would just it's magical Matt we need to be able to have that where we can bottle you up and have that energy around us because it is infectious and I think that's why as well you've been so successful in terms of doing what you're doing because you're so passionate about changing the face Of the fitness industry to make it more inclusive, we need more mats out there.
0: Ah, well, first of all, bottling me sounds very painful. So if we can figure out how that works, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, I touched on that when I said originally growing up I didn't feel represented by the fitness industry. And it did used to seem like it was just this scary sometimes, but certainly serious boys club, this exclusive serious boys club that I hadn't been invited to because I'm not a serious boy. I'm a fun boy. I always temper that by saying all the all the like the fitness and the nutrition and the coaching is very sensible, sustainable and baby steps and science-based. But I want to make fitness fun because it doesn't need to be something that we endure. It can be something we enjoy. And that as I said earlier is the secret to finding a consistent routine with it. I'm so I am so proud of myself. But I'm so proud of everyone I get to work with, but at the same time like together with my clients, we've created this movement of helping people see that you can make it fun inclusive accessible the people who felt marginalized and not included in the fitness industry are starting to find their their way whether that's with me or whether they're just or with a different trainer however what i want to create is a, is a nation a world of healthy happy strong fit confident people who are doing fitness and well-being things on their terms because they want to because that's what changes all of us. It boosts our mental well-being. It it builds us from the inside out, builds our self-esteem, all of these intangible things, but that have such a powerful impact on who we are, how we present ourselves to the world, and just how easy it is to get on with our day-to-day lives. I am generally an optimistic person, but I know I've sort of practiced optimism and fitness helps me stay more optimistic and see the best in people and the best in situations. And that's, that's really what I love being able to pass on, that sort of as well, you said, that sort of infectious good energy. And that's, yeah, a big part of what I do.
1: With you, when you were starting out and you were first discovering fitness,
0: it was under the sofa. Yeah.
1: You, you were going from the sofa. When you were from the sofa, getting yourself off the sofa to get yourself into the park, to do those first boot camps. If you take yourself back there to where you were in that kind of position that you were in, what would you be saying? to that version of yourself because I'm guessing you didn't come into this feeling confident, feeling like you could do anything, feeling like, you know, you could take on the world and make a real difference.
0: I, I, well, I only went to the boot camp because it was with a friend and so I may not have even gone. We might not even be talking right now. I might not be on this path if that had never happened. I like to think it would have in some way, but... Yes, like we all—we're a sociable species. We need other people in lots of different ways. But that was just the nudge to to give me to share the experience. And I always say this: going to the gym or any fitness experience, a class, a group, anything like that going with someone else more than halves the any embarrassment. You can share jokes together. You've got extra accountability, motivation, enthusiasm as well. What would I say to him? It sounds a bit glib, but you just have to do it because I heard this great expression recently about if you're in a hole, you can't think your way out of a hole. You can only climb out of a hole. And while I didn't realize I was in a hole back then, I kind of was. wasn't really doing anything for my physical well-being. That obviously had an impact on my mental well-being at the same time. So discovering how it's all intrinsically linked and, and, and don't get me wrong the first steps often are the toughest because you're coming from this place of of no energy of zero of, and no inertia to keep you moving but once you've started moving it's much easier to keep going like if you think of a giant well i heard this i heard this recently a giant kids roundabout in a park say there were like 50 adults on it all big heavy adults really hard to get it turning but once it's turning it's turning and actually you can just keep it moving and that's the same with it's the same with most things but especially with our fitness once you've started it's much easier to keep it going
1: and that brings us on to habits as well so with habits and getting into the habit of exercising of going out there doing some kind of exercising whether it's stretching whatever else it is like on a regular basis is it better to right, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go off and run for three miles. And then you you end up like overdoing it. Or is it better to do like small, tiny little steps forward to get yourself into a routine?
0: I've got the perfect story because it literally is happening right now with a new client. He'd been trying to exercise for ages. He's married, uh, they have a, a son together and he's super busy and he'd always wanted to, but he had this misheld notion that he had to find an hour for a workout to be effective and it had just been putting he tried and tried and started and stopped for years It would be putting him off i set him up with three no four 10 minute workouts and a 25 minute workout which he can do at home and the 25 minute one for the weekend for the last week for the first time ever he did three 10 minute workouts and a 25 minute workout that is more than an hour of beautiful life lifting fitness that he hadn't done in years purely because it made it bite size made it doable and he said to me i can do this i can fit this into my life and the thing is as he goes on he may well want to just naturally or oh, maybe i'll do 15 minutes today just that excitement when we start to see and feel progress but he's got that spark now there's so many ways of doing this some people will want to throw themselves in at the deep end and that's okay uh, all, all I always come back to is there's no one size fits all solution. See yourself as your greatest experiment and just keep trying because so many people say, Oh, I just don't like exercise. I find that very hard to believe just because there's so many different ways we can do this. Like, and I think people often come at fitness and well being, whoever they are, with a sort of fairly rigid view of what it is and what it should be. And that's totally not true. So the more we play around with it, make it fun gamify it, build different ways of keeping us excited and rewarding ourselves into our life, the more it's going to work.
1: It's interesting you talk about gamifying everything, because since August, myself and PR dog have been doing our regular 5k walks. And <laughs> and I have noticed the difference. I've definitely noticed the difference in my, my own mental well-being 100% and having that space now I, I literally ring fence it I don't allow anyone to stop me from doing those but is how to like get started I guess is the thing and I do it because I can see that I get extra points for doing this and I can get discounts for doing that and because of that I'm actually like right okay I'm going out there and I'm just going to absolutely smash this. But I think if you've got something like that, that's going to incentivize you, or you've got a reason to do it, it does make it easier. And then once you've gone through one goal, you can continue and go through another goal as well, can't you?
0: You can. And you. what you outlined there is so many different layers of accountability and reasons that you keep doing it. So, yes, you wanted to do something. You set it up as a habit. You set it up at the same time. And now that's really important because... There's a thing called decision fatigue. We make on average more than 35,000 decisions every single day. So if it's the end of the day and you're like, oh, should I work out? What should I do? Should I go home? Like, of course, it's going to be harder to find the resolve to make it happen. But you automated it. If you do it basically the same time, same day, uh, so, well, same time every day or however, however, however frequently you're doing it, you've removed that element of questioning because, oh, it's Thursday and Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday. I always go for my walk or every day or however frequently. So you've made it a habit when well, you want to do it. You made it a habit. You added in extra things like it's not just a walk it's a walk and learn so there's double use to it and there's bonding time you get you get to do the walk with pr dog as well uh you know even after the first session probably it felt good physically but also mentally as well you made it accountable you told other people you do it and it's now a thing you do so there's so many different layers in which you've made it stick And, and you gamified it as well exactly so many different things there which are available to everyone to whatever they want to start to tap into all those different things to make it something that becomes part of the fabric of who they are. Because when it is, when it's a nice part of our identity, oh, I go for my walk and learn four times a week, that I'm just the sort of person who does that. When it's that level, you almost don't need motivation because it's just something you do, like brushing your teeth. We do it every day because it's good for us, but we don't need motivation. We just do it. And that's everyone can get to that layer, that level of desire and drive for whatever they want to do, but especially with their fitness.
1: I think what's really interesting as well is that someone said to me, oh, this is brilliant that you're doing this. Let's see what happens when it gets like, you know, to the depths of winter, when it's pouring with rain, when, you know, it's freezing cold and everything. Else. Let's see whether you stick with it then. Thing is, if anyone ever says to me, I don't know what you're like, Matt, but if anyone ever says to me, you're not going to do this. I dig my heels <laughs> in and I'm like, I'm going to carry on doing this. There's no way I'm not going to carry on doing that. And that for me is also a kind of like, don't tell me I can't do it. Don't. I will get up even though it's pitch black and I will go out in the pouring rain and the freezing cold because it feels really good. And now I think it's like anything, isn't it? Once you do things on a regular basis – It just sinks in. How long does it actually take to become a non-negotiable like it has done with me? But is there like a set time that you see with your clients all the time? No.
0: there's. I mean, people talk about 21 days for a habit to be forming. This will sound controversial. I think it could be the first time you do it. If If you've set it up so you enjoy it and you love it, why wouldn't it be something you do every day? That if, like, I'm not necessarily. I'm not saying every time we start something brand new will instantly it will instantly click and we will love it immediately, but. Your walk and learn like has so many benefits to it. And actually, the other thing you just said about someone sort of challenged you on it, that is another layer of support because that was obviously a naysayer. But if you if you surround yourself with some cheerleaders who are maybe they're doing their PR walks at the, or lunch and learn walks at the same time, you know you're all doing it. and You've got that extra level of like we're in it togetherness. You become more than the sum of your parts. So building some cheerleaders in, I'm a huge fan of because... Just gives it even uh, an even better chance of happening, but yeah, it can start. It can stick from day one, is my opinion.
1: Let's talk about cheerleading because that is what fitter, confident you is all about. Like, if I was to say I'm looking for a cheerleader, my first thought is immediately you. Like a hundred percent, I'd be like Matt because I I think it's that innate enthusiasm that you have anyway about everything. But it also, it transcends like, come on guys, let's all do this together and we can make an amazing difference. Has that always been part and parcel of you? And like, that's just, it comes naturally to want to lift everyone else up. It,
0: re- it really does. And I, I guess I come from a very loving and supportive family. So it just was always that we cheered each other on. But that's really what I try to instill in people. So my favorite saying is a rising tide lifts all boats. We ride, we ride, we rise together. But what I love is people coming into the Fit Confident universe, as I call working with me and all the other clients. Obviously, it's brilliant to be cheered on. But when people realize how amazing it is to cheer your friends on and see them succeed that is that extra layer of goodness of we're in this together and um i'm just here to see and not just but i love it when my community succeeds because i succeed too
1: yeah and it is all about that and i i have heard from so many especially gay men over the years who've said to me they feel like they're by themselves they feel like they have to hide they can't be themselves, for whatever reason, maybe they don't have that support or they don't have that community around them. And they actually, it is affecting not only their physical health, but it's massively impacting on their mental well being as well. It's about surrounding yourself. And we've seen this, we're being together in a mastermind together with the right kind of people. Surround yourself with the right kind of people to lift yourself up. And I can't stress the importance of this enough. That importance of lifting up other people, but surrounding yourselves with like-minded people. Like, why is that so key?
0: Well, I think there's a lot of talk at the moment about finding your purpose or people have always talked about finding your why. And I think people get stressed because they go, Oh, I don't have this big grand purpose, but actually it doesn't need to be some, Oh, I'm going to change the world by doing X, Y, Z. I think finding your tribe, being feeling part of that and supporting other people within it is a purpose. And I think that's a beautiful thing because it means you don't, it takes the pressure off people to go, Oh, I'm not going to invent, I don't know a battery that runs on celery or something. But it just means just you being a good person is a purpose. And I think people miss that and forget that. So helping people see that they're super valuable, their contribution is just as important and worthwhile as anyone else's to the community can help people see that that is a purpose. Being a good person is a purpose. We need more good people cheering each other on, looking out for each other. And also that takes the pressure off, oh, I've got to find some great big highfalutin thing. And once you find that purpose, you can just be... You could be more content in who you are because you know you're a good person. You know you're doing something good. And that obviously is so good for our own self-esteem and our own well-being too.
1: I think that's something that's just so important in life anyway. Being kind to others, being open to be able to help other people. I always think the people that have the biggest success and are the most fulfilled are the ones that actually focus on truly, truly helping others get to a different place. And that's what you're doing. Would you say now for you that you feel more fulfilled than you've ever felt before because you're having this massive impact on other people's lives
0: every single day i i'm so, so <laughs> like i'm so fulfilled i have to hug my knees i'm so happy sometimes because you, do you ever get the, when you're like oh i just i just i'm so grateful that i love what i do i'm grateful to previous me who maneuvered his life and started came up with this idea and committed to it and is here six years later after really throwing everything in and putting my flag in the sand I just adore what I do. And I just adore being able to make the fitness industry a bit more fun and silly and help people who maybe thought fitness wasn't for them. Exa- exactly how I used to think fitness wasn't for me. It was what other people did. And so I am hugely fulfilled and I don't take that lightly because I know so many people for whatever reason are struggling or not happy at least with their work or their whatever their setup is. So yeah, I am... <laughs> I, short answer: Yes, very <laughs> more. Th- more, in fact, more than I ever thought I could be. And oh god, I'm going to sound this gonna sound terrible, but more every day. Like I just, I, I, I can't believe that this is a job, but it is. And I know that almost sounds virgin on smug, but I don't care because I want people to know how grateful I am to be in this situation and to to, to love what I do so so much.
1: You talked about past. At, making those decisions and putting himself out there to actually get to where you are now where are you what have you got coming up and how can people connect with you oh
0: bless you so uh, when i started because i previously just being a, a traditional trainer, when Fitter component you started, it was also just online personal training tailored specifically for gay, bi, trans, queer guys. It's evolved. So there's group training now, which allows me to work and reach, with, reach and support more people. Because it's online, I now work with people all around the world. About 35% of my clients are in America, Canada, even some in Australia, which, you know, was a challenge with the time difference, but we make it worse. God work. God bless them. What was really exciting was a couple of years ago, I wrote my first book. Ah! Uh, <laughs> that's called fit to confident universe an lgbtq plus guide to well-being on our terms which is available on amazon for uh for like well certainly less than a pint did you know a pint in london is now seven pounds fifty it's it's four ninety nine and uh is a modern handbook to fitness and well-being and obviously i say lgbtq plus everyone anyone will benefit from it because i just love helping people obviously it's a bit more tailored to my unique experience but you know there's a big crossover to, as you said earlier, to women walking into gyms and not feeling comfortable. Um, and then last year, something I wanted to do for a while was run retreats. And I ran two, and they were just amazing. First one was in Umbria in central Italy. Second one in Dorset in a beautiful Thatch Barn. Going back to Umbria to the same place at the end of May again this year, because it was just so mind-blowingly brilliant. Um, and there are four spaces left if anyone wants to come. <laughs> um, and <if> you, <laughs> the simplest way, though, of more, if you want more, of this silliness is fitter you global on Instagram and even Twitter they don't use it very much and Facebook.
1: As you can tell me and Matt we get on so so well like I've been quite tempered during this conversation but when we're together we just like bounce off each other we have the best (laughs) amount of fun. We just have a lovely chat. Yeah we do it's amazing. Thank you so much Matt for joining us today on the Power of Storytelling podcast. Now if you are thinking am I ready to explore PR? Am I ready to start telling my story the way that Matt has told his story today and put myself out there in a much bigger way? Sign up for our free quiz, -quiz pr-quiz.com. And we'll send you a free report to tell you where you're at on your journey. Until next time on the podcast, we'll see you then.